As always, a huge thank you to Starboard, who are once again this season's main sponsors. Starboard has a history of innovation across water sports, starting in 1994 by revolutionising the design of windsurf boards. And they've brought that bang up to date recently, bringing foil windsurfing onto the Olympic stage with their IQ foil package. Starboard got behind stand-up paddleboarding in a huge way in the early days and continued to lead the industry to reduce their environmental impact. Their focus on innovation brought them seven world champions at the ICF Worlds last year, and all of them were using their Lima paddle range. They continue to improve and innovate their boards and their paddles for all abilities across all flavours of the sport, including adventure. And you can find out more about Starboard through their website, which is linked to in the show notes. Welcome to the SUPFM podcast with me, Simon Hutchinson. Every week, I chat with interesting people from the SUP world or to people who can help us, the paddlers of the SUP tribe, to improve and to maximise our own experiences and our love of both the sport and the water. Every episode is designed to inspire or to help you get a deeper immersion into the sport through my conversations with leading athletes, scientists, explorers, TED speakers and New York Times best-selling authors. And not forgetting some of the many insanely inspiring distance paddlers we've routinely had on the show. And today I'm chatting with Tanvi Jagdish who's also known, at least on Instagram, as Indian Surfer Girl. Tanvi is a racer who the current world-leading SUP athlete, April Zilg, calls inspirational. And her love of the water, surfing and SUP, and her determination to follow her life's purpose and not buckle down to powerful family and social expectations has led to her becoming India's first representative as an athlete on the ISA world stage at championships first in Fiji and then in Denmark it's led to podium placements in surf and race competitions in the US and Asia and her appearances speaking on the TED stage oh yeah and she's also won the Indian National Championship seven times and co-founded a SUP and surf school to share the stoke particularly with girls Tanvi has broken down real and long-standing barriers in a meaningful way and it was my privilege to chat with international role model and international SUP racer Tanvi Jagdish. Hi Tanvi, welcome to SUP FM. Hello, namaste from India. (laughs) Well, really appreciate you coming on and talking with us and you've made a real splash worldwide putting India on the map as a destination for stand-up paddling and, and racing. And you've represented your country in the sport on the international stage. You've been on the podium for some competitions in the US. And I understand that in March this year, you competed in the Indian National Championships, where you achieved your seventh national title. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. Most importantly, though, by doing what you've done through competition, through being entrepreneurial, through the Cadell um, Surf School, and being a leader for water sports, you've been an important role model, not just for girls and women across the world, but specifically as a role model in India, where you've showed that surf and sap and ocean sports is not just for men, 
it's acceptable for women to get out on the water. So I want to talk to you about how you got onto the water, your racing, and also about being a role model a little later. So, so just to sort of unpack the incredible story in terms of of surfing, um, how did surfing start in India? Because that hasn't been around for that long, has it? Yeah, uh, I think the surfing uh, initially in India started by early two thousand, so two thousand uh, by surfing Swami. Uh, he's one of a huge inspiration in my life as well. Uh, he's also uh, his main name is Jack Hebner. Um, so he is one of the main reason we have surfing in our country and uh, mm-hmm. the surf school he established that's the first surf school in india was right beside where my grandparents stay so that's how lucky i was to like you know introduce to and get to like learn from uh, the legend itself mm-hmm. you know i would go stand up paddling with him and he used to have such wonderful conversation and he was more like a father for me and when he passed away few years back it it was very very bad because the impact he had on me and the whole surfing community to grow in the country in such a beautiful way like the one of the main thing i learned uh, like with him was the balance in life you know it's like you don't need to surf all day and you know tell your parents that you don't want to do anything you have to have a balance and you know mm. it comes with discipline and a lot of things you know it would like not end in a one call but i learned a huge huge lesson from surfing swami and he's one of the main reason you know we have surfing in our country and i'm really sad that you know not lot of people know about it because this sport is growing really fast in india mm. right now because of the social media instagram especially and a lot of influencers coming on board but uh, this is one of the main reason you know uh, surfing exists in the country and it's grown in such a beautiful way so jack hebden it was wasn't it and he was one of yeah. the first generation surfers and I think he came out of Jacksonville Beach in in Florida. Um, originally, he was um, a member of the North Florida's first surf club there, and yeah. <laughs> one of the pioneers. So he was one of the East Coast surfers, basically. But but he came out to India, identified some of these spots, and then he also went out to other locations in India, trying to identify all of those breaks. So, you know, if there's a, a godfather of surf in India, it's basically uh, Jack. Surfing Swami, yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and he even established the governing body, I think, for surfing out there. Yeah, yeah he did. Surf he did, brand yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and it seems like from from his school, from his club that he founded, the Mantra Club there, um, yeah. there are other you know, clubs and instructors and, and organisations just popping up and, and, and I presume down the coast in other locations in India as well. Yes, yes. There are many surf schools in India right now and they're doing really good. Um, and the thing is, the community of surfing in India is so beautiful. Like, you know, everybody's so nice. <laughs> so it is a very beautiful community and the community is growing so beautifully we have very young surfers and we are very old surfers we have like surfers in the middle and like there's like a beautiful community so yeah there's like a, like we are all like inspiring each other to you know grow 
Absolutely. And, and talking about inspiring. So I, I was looking at some of the competitions, the Mantra Club, you know, the original club club do. Yeah. And there's a, a Grom festival and the second prize winner was sort of a, a tiny, tiny little yeah. girl. I mean, it, 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 it really is sort of quite democratic in terms of involving both sexes. It doesn't seem to have that those sort of confines there. That's really important. You, you said that it's not just about surfing all day. You know, there has to be balance. And yeah. I know with your school, there's an integration between surf and sup and yoga and meditation. Just talk to us about how that sort of all fits together. Because I think whatever one's religion, you do get an emotional or spiritual feeling from, from being in the water. Yeah. So for me, like uh, one of the main reasons for the school to start was myself because um, uh, I was injured and I was not allowed to compete for some time. And, you know, I always had these things what I had learned from Surfing Swami. And when I got a invitation from the other district to, you know, host a camp and uh, we would uh, do... Uh, our first camp was for very small kids. Uh, we did a stand-up paddling camp for them. And you have no idea, like, the response we got from a very small village who had no idea about what the sport was, you know. They saw me doing it and a lot of people came. And with that, we would teach them yoga and we would teach them swimming and we would taught them basic self-rescue. And the, on, on the last day of the 21 day of the camp, nobody wants to go home. Nobody's <laughs> ready to take the life jacket. And the parents are like, oh my God, what's happening? And I was like, you know, it was a calling for me by the nature that, you know, uh, I wanted to do something amazing for this community and uh, balance is very important. So for me, like if I go surfing in the morning, I always do stand up paddling in the evening and I always do yoga the first thing I wake up in the morning and meditation. So that balance was so important for me. And I wanted to share this knowledge to many more, you know, and that's how we started like surf like a girl. So it's one of a very important event which happens at the Cuddle Surf School where we run discounts on Women's Day. And like to any woman from any part of the world, any part of India, no matter what profession you do, we get like 30 to 40 women uh, from very different backgrounds. And we host the surf lessons and we do yoga camp for them together. And we have meals together, which is cooked locally, you know, in our homes. <laughs> and, you know, these things like really inspired me. Like in the beginning, I didn't know, like, you know, how do I like structure the school? Like, you know, <laughs> how do I balance things out? Because even as I was growing up, we wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go to bed at eight <laughs> and everybody were like, oh my God, this is a lifestyle you live. And I'm like, yeah, and it's really fun because I have more time to surf because I wake up early in the morning. Then I also finish my education because I feel like I love the balance, you know, I enjoy most it every part of what I do every day in my life. <laughs> That, that's all yeah. <laughs> anyone could ever uh, hope for in life, isn't it? And, and that's absolutely clear th through your, your journey. So you mentioned it earlier, your journey to stand up paddleboard, how you took up surfing. And, you know, you mentioned that um, you developed a love of the ocean. It sounded like you had that anyway, but that was sort of uh, accelerated by the actions of your <laughs> grandfather there to encourage you you to surf. And, you know, when I think back to my grandparents, I had a great bond with all of them. But there was one who used to 
take us out, me and my brothers out to do really risky activities that Mm -hmm. our parents wouldn't have really approved of. And, you know, they were sometimes (laughs) a bit sketchy. And of course, as kids, you know, we really love that. And and he used to say this thing that um, grandparents and grandchildren have a special bond because they're united against the common enemy, who obviously is the parents. And he was joking, obviously, but that there, there's a sort of level of of truth in that. You know, grandparents can be, um, you know, a, a little bit more, you know, not necessarily follow the path necessarily that the parents would want. And so, just tell us about that relationship with with your grandparents with your grandfather and and how that built your connection with the ocean and and with surfing okay um first of all like um i come from fisherman community so my uh, mom's sides of the family specifically comes from the fisherman community and my dad comes from a different community so it was a marriage of two different community people uh, which is very rare in our village uh so my grandfather would go uh, fishing, not all the time, but uh, sometimes with his friends because he used to work in the abroad. But when we were born, like he was settled in India and, you know, uh, he was relaxing all the time. But his way of relaxing was because we stayed so close to the river and the ocean. He would like go in the boat and uh, um, very occasionally he would take my cousin and me uh, in the boat, right? And... Every time we would go on the boat rides, we would be like, wow, what, what is this world, you know, because we have only been on ground, we have never been into the water. <laughs> so when whenever we used to go and grandfather would show us like everything that's happening around, you know, we would be like, so like blown up, like, what is this world? And we would be waiting when our grandfather would take us again <laughs> to the same place. Yeah. So and i was i and my cousin were very like so much attached to water and even i initially don't know why like in the beginning i was like you know why do i like water so much like i feel like the ocean just hugs me whenever i go to the beach <laughs> so uh, my grandfather was like when you like something you don't need to run away from it it's fine so let's go surfing so the first 3 years my parents didn't know that so uh, I stay, I uh, like during all the holidays, I used to come to my grandparents' house, which is like 20 minutes away from my parents' house. So um, the surfing place happens at my grandparents' place around the same area. So every time I got holidays, my rule was to go to my grandparents' house and that ha- that's how I would go surfing. <laughs> and my parents had no idea. She, my mom would be like, why are you getting tanned? <laughs> why is your hair getting blonde? <laughs> whenever you come from your grandparents space you're like all lean because you're not chubby and like i'm usually so chubby in the house because my mom like makes sure i eat really well because but when i go to my grandparents house like you know it's, it's all about the play time so for the first three years my grandparents would lie to my parents and i would feel so bad because they would do a lot of settings so that i would go surf <laughs> For at least three hours in the morning or four hours in the morning. And Mm -hmm. my grandfather had a bad time getting me out of the water because I would not want to come out of the water and would be like, oh, I want to catch one more wave, one more wave. (laughs) And And, that's a familiar feeling. (laughs) So after some time, my mom came to me about it and she was really, really upset with my both the grandparents. And um, 
you know for one year i was in the house and i tried convincing my grandfather to tell my mom and that was not working so i had to tell my cousin and my best friend who are really good swimmers that they would convince my mom that i would go surfing and uh, they would take care of my safety so my mom agreed on one point and there was one more condition that i would never um, you know get less marks in my school <laughs> so that was a deal that was signed so if i i'm always on top of my classes and i'm doing well there and i balance it here as well that's one of the main reason i was allowed to surf if i would score less marks in the house sealed <laughs> no going anywhere <laughs> What was your mum's concern then or what were your parents concerned with you going surfing? Crazy like she was so concerned like if I'm so tanned you know how like how am I going to live in this society you know and I do a sport which nobody does and has ever done in my whole village so uh, she would be like what are going to like people going to say about it that's what she used to think initially you know but then like uh she saw me work so hard and um, one day she just came up to me and she's like it doesn't matter what you say if you're happy and you know just go ahead and do it you know like we are here uh-huh. to support you and after that it was really bad because the society would always come up to me and say that if you're tanned who is going to marry you <laughs> i'm like oh my god this doesn't matter at all <laughs> and i'm like what's what's wrong with the complexion you know for me like when yeah. i'm in the ocean the ocean doesn't care like uh, what gender i am how old i am where do i come from you know i i always have good time there or everybody who comes to the ocean has a good time you know and we respect we learn so much from the ocean uh, like it's like i'm so aware about what's happening in the climate and like with everything in our ocean and in our mother earth only because i'm a surfer today if i was not a surfer i don't think so i was i would be so aware about what's happening in a climate you know the change that's happening now i'm so glad that i you know i'm here <laughs> so so i'm interested just to take things back cuz you know, you came through a fishing village obviously now it's a, a surfing village and it's yeah. something <laughs> I've, i've heard before from from other um, stand up paddle boarders Casper Steinfeld raised a similar point because <laughs> in his village it was a fishing village and when you've got a tradition years and years of fishing you know that the water and the sea is seen in a really different way it's seen as a yeah. workplace and it's seen as a really dangerous place as well do you think that was sort of providing some of the the, the sort of resistance in terms of, of society i mean obviously you know you know um gender roles and so on is is a massive massive thing but in terms of resistance to water sports do you think jack hebden sort of ran across any of that sort of stuff when he was trying to establish surf in in india uh so in india it is same but you know it's same all over india so that's not going to make much of a difference but the fishing community or like the most of the fishing community in india they respect the ocean a lot so whenever we have off season we do have like religious uh, prayers to the ocean that uh, saying thank you for you know helping them feed the family taking care of the family you know it mm-hmm. is considered dangerous place as well so they would always uh, tell us that you know you should never be over confident in the ocean and you know always respect the power the ocean has you know that's what we have been always taught but as a girl 
extra things were told so that i don't get into the water saying that you know oh you know it's not meant for girls you're not too strong enough to like survive in the ocean and all of that <laughs> but my grandfather was like all that is like bullshit don't worry about it <laughs> Well, there you go then. That uh, <laughs> sounds very similar like mine. Just sort of crack on and uh, and yeah. disregard all all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> He's and, just and how's, very practical. <laughs> and what does your mum think about what you you're doing now? I mean, clearly she's really supportive. She saw the the love <laughs> and so on that you had for the ocean. And after a year, I guess, sitting on the sidelines, realised that this wasn't something that was going to go away. You know, you've achieved so much already and you're still really young. How, how does she <laughs> feel about your your journey and what, what you're doing at the moment? She's very proud because uh, um, she also has friends and they're all like as young as me. I'm sorry, I think it's a little dark here. <laughs> That's fine, right? <laughs> okay. So my mom is uh, very proud of me because my mom also has a lot of friends and all the kids are of my age. and they have not traveled the countries uh, the number of countries i have traveled and for us it's like a huge privilege and it's an honor to go to another country to represent the country you know so to represent mm. india <laughs> so now my mom is very happy but she's also very particular that i finish my education without fail <laughs> i get married as soon as possible like i still get to hear that today or like yesterday we had a conversation <laughs> she's like when are you getting married <laughs> when is that going to happen <laughs> so um, and yeah she is like you know now you have come so far you know keep working at it and you know now she helps me if i need any kind of help like sometimes i'm so busy with the lesson so she sometimes cooks for me like really yummy food <laughs> she helps me packs my bag and all of that so she she is very supportive now <laughs> And, and do you feel that uh, in a way you're a bit of an inspiration to her as well yeah that's true because um, uh so from last 7 years my dad has been like really sick and for me for her to like you know uh take care of my dad and you know like uh, just lead a normal life because when one person is sick in the family the whole family like just falls down <laughs> so for mm-hmm. for her to see me like be in the hospital take care of everything and then also like uh, show up at work show up at college she's like you are inspiring like you're so young and you're able to do this so she she lives her life every day like giving her 100% giving more involvement in whatever she does <laughs> and have you ever tempted your mom or other members of your family who aren't already surfers out on the water Oh yeah I do have some of my cousins who surf really good now they come to my surf school uh, and they're yeah, very happy mom, that... How about your oh. mom have you tempted her out the surf <laughs> No 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 <laughs> she's really scared of water So so obviously there there were the the general family pressures which which you you dealt with and and got through but also social pressures out there as well Yeah. So and you mentioned that you're still kind of encountering those uh, as you go but there's also the reaction from people all across the world to what you're doing and your yeah. story actually you know what uh, can i stop and say something uh, so i i run a surf school and um, i won like seven nationals i've gone to a world cup and uh, i've done like pretty amazing things i feel but even today when i go to like some family gatherings or weddings of my friends uh the people in society in general who come up to me and say that 
oh tanvi why are you so tanned you know you should become fair and you know i'm like i'm a national champion of the country now you cannot say this to me yeah. and you know still people say this no matter how successful i am in my society like with my education or like mm. with me doing the sport which is so out of the box you know and people still come up to me and say that you know that's how crazy it is even for me like nowadays i don't want to fight about it but i just laugh at how the situation is mm. people just yeah. don't grow sometimes <laughs> and it just shows how deep the barriers are really in terms of doing what you've done and it also makes it so incredible that you know you've yeah. just been so single minded and just achieved and <laughs> there's obviously a huge amount of barriers still to break down there so So you know you're inspired by a lot of people you you inspire a lot of people um you mentioned uh, April Zill um earlier on and clearly you both really connected how did you come across April why was she here in in your area of um, Okay so she was uh, at the surf school I was volunteering as a kid and um, she was she had come to India with her husband because her husband had to work here uh so that's how i met april and uh, yeah that's a little about it <laughs> and i think we were, we have been in touch from that time onwards it's never gone <laughs> those conversations that you had with her on the water were about anything and everything was it was it skill based stuff was it finding out about her water history and racing initially i did not um, ask april those questions like how i used to ask her later but mm. then like initially it was just for me it was just to see her way in the water you know uh she would catch those waves on a stand up paddle board on a race board and i was so small and i was like how does she do that like there is a photo in a cover photo uh, in a facebook uh, i still remember the photo where she's catching this beautiful wave in my hometown on a race board and i'm like how does she do that and i still remember like uh going to the sea uh racing on my stand up paddle board and it is so scary in the beginning because i was so small <laughs> but yeah. i used to always look at april and i'm like if april can do it i can also do it like so i used to always give it a try and i did put a photo of me doing a stand up paddle for the first time in the ocean and april comments on it <laughs> and i was like i was so happy <laughs> so she's so inspiring <laughs> yeah well i i've been exchanging a few messages with her cuz she's one of the guests on this season as well and uh, she was really thrilled to hear that you were on and uh, and um said that you were a real inspiration for her as well so i think it works <laughs> in in all directions so so let's talk a bit about the the racing obviously you had your your contact with with april and you yeah. know that the, the, there are a whole load of of um activities that you've been involved in a whole load of races that you've been involved in but i think one of the the, the key sort of landmark um events was the ISA championships in in Fiji yeah. you were the first person uh, from india to to compete there obviously the first woman as well so so how did how did that all come about how do you manage to sort of get out there because fiji's not the easiest place to get yeah <laughs> even from from india which is you know sort of more or less i mean you know more or less sort of in that general region of the world just just tell us yeah. that story about how you got to to the race so yeah so i begin with winning like couple of nationals uh, like always like back to back and i never missed any gold medals 
uh, and i used to train every single day like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning and um like the people who trained me or who supported me uh, when i used to volunteer at the surf school they really like saw me like the time and effort i was putting up to and uh, they uh, the uh, i got a call from the surfing federation of india to represent in the ic stand up paddling world cup <laughs> and that was so amazing and uh, for me i have been dreaming for that for like a really long time and when i got a chance uh, the first thing that came to my head is like how am i how am i going to manage for so much money <laughs> because it is so expensive to go to fiji and i did not have like a, a i did not know like how to carry my equipment over there because i used to use a very good boat to train here which april had kept here in the surf school for like us to train and um, that board was so good and i'm like how am i going to carry such a big equipment to fiji and they're like oh we cannot do that but we can rent some other board over there and i was like okay <laughs> because i'm so used to like paddle with one board and i had to go to a new board it was very very challenging for me mm-hmm. uh but you know a, a big miracle happened so my whole family my friends and the supporters of the surf school i used to volunteer they crowd funded for me all together and we were able to arrange a huge amount and i was able to fly to fiji you know and it is such a historical moment for me because first time india is going to go to the world cup in stand up paddling and it's never happened before and i was like okay there's a lot of pressure on me but then like you go to isa and you meet all the athletes they're so amazing i still remember my first conversation with them and like uh, it is really really amazing to meet everybody you know and uh, there is like day zero ceremony where you carry the sand from india and go to the world cup and uh, there is like a glass box where everybody puts sand into that and the beautiful layers of the sand just shows the unity the sport represents you know so that was really very beautiful and um, uh i was very nervous because i'm going to be competing with some of the best athletes in the whole world because uh even taking inspiration from april to train i was used to i used to watch a lot of youtube videos um on you know a couple of tricks and i was going to be competing with the people who were sharing tricks and like tips on how to like paddle fast you know who have been to more events than me but when i was in the race line my grandfather's voice uh, my grandfather had passed by then in 2016 Uh, so i used to really miss him i was like it would be so amazing if my grandfather would accompany me you know but his voice was mm-hmm. playing in my head just before the race started that you are a little girl who have come from india and you know uh, do not worry about what the result is going to be because this is your first time and you worked really hard to come here so just do your best and you're going to inspire a lot of people back in india and you know this go for it so when the whistle blew and the race began you know i paddled in the beautiful waters of fiji and i was so thankful for all the people who have come out and helped me i'm still thankful for them and will always be because they made my first world cup so successful and when i was reaching the finish line uh, everybody was so happy to see a young girl finish the race because it was a tough race uh, because it, one it was really hot and it was the first world cup and everybody was shouting india india and it was 
so amazing you know like everybody was splashing water <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and there's great, great footage of you coming across the line and uh, with all of, of that support <laughs> and the Indian flag there as well. So, um, yes. <laughs> so, so the kit that you ended up on, what what was that? Was that that was the hired board? Was it? Yes, yes, is that, yes. Is that what worked <laughs> out? And and uh, and what was that like? Because obviously it's really difficult to compete at the best time. You know, particularly you know when you know. 16 as you were by any standard you were really young to compete you're competing for the first time in India and you're competing on a board that you're just not used to even getting across the finishing line I guess is a a massive achievement in that but but tell me about the, the board yeah so I did get a like a really good race board I think it was from big BIC that's the board mm. I used for the race. But it was an incredible board, you know. I really loved racing. I was like, oh, uh, this is a new board. It's really nice. It's 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 fast and it's so much fun. And, you know, I did not get much time to focus on how the board was because I was so nervous about the race. Mm. <laughs> but I really enjoyed paddling on it. I have no complaints. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And, yeah. and the footage is available. We'll link to that video in the show notes. And and I guess, you know, as, as part of that competition, you built some really good contacts there. Was Was that where your relationship with Starboard started? Uh, my relationship with Starboard started uh, when April invited me to US. Uh, April had raised funds so that I can come to USA and train and compete with uh, over there. Uh, that's when I met Fiona and many more athletes over there, and uh, that's where Starboard reached reached out to me, and they were like, "We can we can give you a board, you know." And I was like, "It would be an honor to ride the Starboard." <laughs> And that's how my relationship with Starboard became more deeper. But I did meet a lot of Starboard athletes in my first World Cup. And they're all so amazing and so yeah. sweet. <laughs> this is the SUPFM podcast with my guest Tanvi Jagdish. And we'll be right back. As always, a huge thank you to Starboard, who are once again this season's main sponsors. Starboard has a history of innovation across water sports, starting in 1994 by revolutionising the design of windsurf boards. And they've brought that bang up to date recently, bringing foil windsurfing onto the Olympic stage with their IQ foil package. Starboard got behind stand-up paddleboarding in a huge way in the early days and continue to lead the industry to reduce their environmental impact. Their focus on innovation brought them seven world champions at the ICF Worlds last year and all of them were using their Lima paddle range. They continue to improve and innovate their boards and their paddles for all abilities across all flavours of the sport, including adventure. And you can find out more about Starboard through their website, which is linked to in the show notes. And now for the rest of my conversation with Tanvi Jagdish. It's that atmosphere on the tour which seems to be consistent. And, you know, all the athletes that I, I speak to say exactly the same. Yeah. Obviously, it's um, elbows out and, and game face on when you're on the water in, yeah. a, in, a, in a good and fair way. But it's yeah. that atmosphere <laughs> off the water which is really special. It's very, very special. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 an honor to be part of the stand-up paddling community, 
because it's so beautiful inside and outside water because everyone is so amazing like i never felt anything bad about it like till day and i hope it never happens but like it's been so amazing to be because everybody is so nice and for me initially like i was so young and i had so many questions when i used to ask people and they used to so patiently tell me like i met so many athletes and they like like really big like experienced athletes and i would have so many questions and i would i would like ask them like even with april you know <laughs> but like they used to be so nice to me and like explain everything to me so nicely and i'm sure they had a few questions for you because you've done what they haven't <laughs> done which is uh, <laughs> being the first there but you you mentioned that you came over to the states and i think that was in 2017 um yeah. and um april invited you out there and you got on the podium in a couple of the competitions as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that was also the year, I think, where you won Grom of the Year from Sup Connect. Yes. Uh, previous <laughs> Valeria Celestri and Fiona Wild. I mean, yeah. that must have been really special. Talk us through that those wins and then also that formal recognition because that was different because that was yeah. recognition from the sport for what you'd done. Yeah. so for me going to us was a very very big dream come true because uh, one of my dad's younger sister stays in us and she used to always tell me like how beautiful usa is you know uh, so when april initiated the conversation and you know i wanted to also go train with her and uh, i was like how is it going to be possible to raise so much funds but you know april did so much work and she put so much work you know into it and she uh, did the fundraising and i was able to go and she hosted me in usa and you know i was i stayed at april's house and like uh, <laughs> you know it, it's so special like for me i was like so lucky to like to get to do all that and then went training with april every day uh, it was my first time surfing in cold water <laughs> so we went surf surfing also at breastfield mm. beach and it was so beautiful i was so scared initially because when you're in cold water and you fall into the water i'm like i don't know what to do it's so cold i've never because it's so warm here all the time i've yeah. never ever surfed in cold water so that was an experience for me so i had two events to participate i had participated in a sub surf event and i also participated in a race uh, which was of uh, an age category like below 18 and i won third in both the races and it was so nice and i met like so many amazing athletes <laughs> and yeah it was like really nice and after like i come back to india like <laughs> it was like it was crazy like i had like good media coverage on it and like everybody is like speaking oh then we went to us and all of that <laughs> and um i am in like i'm going to like the world cup like the 2017 world cup of isa which was happening in denmark and around the same time the sup connect um, put up my name in the website and i'm one of the you know um nominee over there and like i'm like how do i get these votes like how do like how do i win this and uh, i was not very sure about it so i did share it to some of my friends and after some time i came to know that i did win <laughs> the mm. award and even when i'm getting felicitations in india and i give i give i gave couple of ted talks in india i go to like a lot of colleges in india as a chief guest 
like they clearly mentioned about this award <laughs> so it's it's really really very special for me <laughs> well it's incredible and amazing recognition and then just to sort of finish off I guess, um, on the racing just for the moment. So you competed yeah. in the Singapore Ocean Cup in 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just tell us about that competition because you ramped up to the same competition in 2018 and you got very different results, didn't you? T- t- tell us about that, that and your history with that race. So I, I fell in love with Singapore when I went in 2017 because I also have one of my students who stays there. Uh, so he hosted us at his house place. So I was very comfortable. I used to go training. It's a whole different community. I did not meet anybody from Singapore before uh, I went to any of the races. So it was my first time, you know, competing in Asia, like other than India. So it was nice, but it was very challenging because... Uh, the seas were pretty rough um, uh, because there used to be such big boats passing by, but from very far. But the ripples were like really, really rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the first race didn't go that great. And I kind of knew like, you know, how the race was in uh, 2017. So 2018, I kind of like prepped myself and I really wanted to do my best um, more than being on the podium because everybody I was competing with, like really amazing athletes. So uh, to come third uh, in 2018 was, it, it was an honor for me. It was such a beautiful experience. Uh, people in Singapore are like really very nice. <laughs> and, you know, again, on the podium there as well, it, it, that, that was a phenomenal performance. So, yeah. so we're, we're here, we're five years after the Sup Connect Award. Uh, we're getting yes. back to all the, the new normal after all the shutdowns we've had. Um, you're now an entrepreneur and the co-founder mm-hmm. of Cadell um, Centre for Sup, Surf and Yoga. How yeah. did that business come about? And it sounds like you're not the only Sup school in the area, but you know, you, you're certainly a celebrity uh, supper in, in the area. <laughs> that, that's got to be a bit of a benefit. Yeah. So tell us about the creation of, of your business. Okay, so Kadil, one of the main reasons for you to start is a very good friend of mine, Rohan. So when I was injured and um, I was not very pretty sure about what I'm going to do next, but I never wanted to be away from this sport for sure. And I was definitely figuring out what to do for my undergrad. So uh, I moved to Udupi um, along with Rohan because Rohan is from Udupi, uh, where my surf school is located in Karnataka, India. So we hosted our first camp. I was telling you about how the kids' camp went well. So we were like, why don't we set up a small school? But we do not have an infrastructure or a land. So we uh, asked one of one of our uh, very good family friend proposed us um, uh, his space. So we we would like um, um, so they they had like a toddy cafe. So toddy is basically uh, alcohol which is made of a coconut. So it's a very traditional drink for us here. Mm-hmm. And it's very famous and it has a lot of health benefits. So he has a beautiful cafe with like shacks and all. And he's like, why don't you guys run the surf school from here? You know, uh, because students would also get to eat yummy food after surfing. <laughs> so that's how we started the surf school from his uh, place uh, called as Kalyuga Toddy Cafe at Malpe Beach in mm-hmm. Udupi, Karnataka state. And um, uh, when we started the camp and uh, people came to know that it is run by a female, you know, a girl runs a surf school in India. We got a huge response 
and uh, i was very afraid if girls would show up or no but uh, i think i underestimated my girls who didn't <laughs> who, who i thought who's not going to come we got a beautiful response we got so many girls who came and learned surfing with me and their parents also would call up to me saying that thank you so much tanvi for taking care of them when they were at your place <laughs> so i think it's it's so beautiful like when you uh, are so passionate about something and you want it like you 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 give it all your heart and like things go so beautifully i mean i did have a lot of struggles because i do not come from a family which is into business or entrepreneurship so like simple as like you know hiring right people to the team and like having volunteers training them building the team slowly i did have a lot of challenges but i think i'm learning a lot <laughs> like on the go <laughs> you know everyone is making it up as they go along i guess in terms of entrepreneurship you don't know yeah. what skills you need until you until you actually get there but uh, yeah. you mentioned earlier on about some of the initiatives uh, surf like a girl events i know you yeah. do beach cleanups and all of that sort of stuff just tell us a bit more about surf for a girl you know deciding okay. to do that and um and how that's landed so as kadal itself uh, just by having a female instructor we do get a lot of girls but i was like uh, we wanted to do surf like a girl um by giving like a 50% discount and like running this whole event where we teach them surfing we teach them yoga like one of a very good friend of mine comes along with me to teach yoga so that's a uh, Uh, to encourage more girls in india who sometimes do not come surfing because maybe it was expensive maybe they did not get holiday maybe they wanted more girls around them so to create this beautiful community and you know so that they can more make more friends in this community and you know uh, encourage them you know to take that leap and do surfing <laughs> and mm-hmm. do like so like till today i did not have like enough stand up paddle boards to host the stand up paddling camp but you know things are changing right now i'm definitely gonna like i think think something to do with stand up paddling for the next women's day because we're slowly having more boards and i really wanted to do something for stand up paddling and surfing because that would be so amazing right <laughs> so this time i think it's going to be a different surf like a girl in 2023 because this year's 2000 22 surf like a girl was so beautiful like so many girls came and they surfed really good mm. so it was a 3 days and a 5 days camp and it was so amazing uh, amazing and and do you find that uh, those girls who come along to those initial camps continue with surfing beyond it i mean do you see them round and about and and doing their thing you know yeah. i i know that my introduction to sta- stand up paddle it, it didn't take me, i mean it I had a horrendous experience really. I still got the bug and you know so it doesn't yeah. take much to get people started, does it? Yeah. So like you know I always you know tell uh, my students as well. So whenever you're learning your foundation like I really make sure you guys have a very good experience because that really matters a lot. Even mm-hmm. my friends I do tell like whenever you're choosing a surf school or a stand up paddling school like read about it like understand who is going to be teaching you you can ask questions people in this community are really nice so i always make sure the foundation or their initial experience with surfing was nice that's why we had a lot of people who would come back and surfing again and again and now some of them are doing really good they would just come rent a board and you know surf on their own now <laughs> 
so we do have like really good surfers now <laughs> amazing yeah so it, it sounds like um you know surfing stand up paddle boarding is is sort of really expanding in the country and one of the things that that we noticed in in the UK you know particularly coming out of some of those covid lockdowns is everyone suddenly was was on a stand up paddle board um, sometimes <laughs> that was good news sometimes that 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 wasn't so good news but anyway that the sport seems to have really sort of taken off i don't know what is yeah. it the same in in india uh so during covid it was terrible for us because we were not allowed to do anything we were not allowed to go to the sea nor run by the beach like we were made to sit in the house and it was so mm-hmm. challenging for somebody who be in the water all day like me but immediately when the covid was out and whenever we used to get this like no lo- lockdown time we would get such a huge response and it was very challenging for me and my very small team to like run the surf club because a lot of people would come surfing and stand up paddling even right now like even if there's monsoon we do get enquiries like oh you know is the sub classes on i know the surfing is closed because of the monsoon because the monsoon in india for from june to september is crazy <laughs> Yeah. like nobody is allowed to get into the water <laughs> but we do have monsoon mangrove kayaking and stand up paddling happening so it's really beautiful we have a nice place where we do this <laughs> and, w- and what about female instructors are you seeing sort of an increase in female instructors out there oh it's very less right now in india like countable numbers but yeah. i'm sure that will take its time and even mm. i'm personally looking at people who would be interested to come and you know uh, teach with me at cadence of school it'd be really amazing to have more female instructors in the school so i'm i'm really working at it now <laughs> so if anybody is interested please you're welcome to come volunteer with us teach with us <laughs> it's a really good sort of extension so if you're into stand up paddling anywhere you know yeah whether whether you're in india or anywhere else it's a whole new way of exploring the sport you know there is joy in seeing that spark in people's faces when when they suddenly get it and you know that they've got that joy of being yeah. in the water you know they <laughs> phenomenally rewarding so um so there we go um, contact tamvi all contact details will be in the show notes if you want to be a, an instructor yeah. around um, the school so, we also ran- and this volunteering program at the surf school so if somebody wants to experience the true uh, culture because sometimes when they come surfing you just uh, you're here for 3 days or 5 days for stand up paddling sometimes you're here for like a day or two so we we started this volunteering program at the surf school where they could help us at the surf school and they can stay with us for like one or two months and we would take care of their food and accommodation and they could they can experience the local surfing culture and the culture of udupi which is a beautiful temple town wow. so like we started doing this volunteering program and it was really amazing we got such a wonderful response because uh, you know it's i think it was all about giving people opportunity and giving this experience because it's so rare and so beautiful you know and then just looking sort of wider so um stand up paddle surf it, it's expanding from yeah. you know, really quickly because bearing in mind um, surf swami was sort of there in the early noughties you know founding this club and it's really sort yeah. of expanded since then um if if someone was coming to india with their stand up paddleboard they were going to do a bit of exploring um you yeah. know 
in various locations. Where where would I mean? Obviously, we start with your beach. That's yeah. taken as as red. But <laughs> where else um, in the country w- would be your recommendations for a bit of exploration? Because um, you've got, got rivers, you've got lakes, you've got you know yeah. beautiful coast. So I have not explored the north of India much. I have not visited personally properly as well. But I dream to like, you know, do more camps in all states of India because we have like so many states in India. So like that's one of the initiative I wanted to do with my friend to spread the stoke of SUP in India. But if you want to do stand-up paddling in India uh, from Goa to Maharashtra to Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, all these places and Kerala have some beautiful places mm-hmm. to do stand-up paddling. And the best way to is to go to the surf school, which is like uh, situated at these places, and they'll they'll be the best guide to like tell you like where exactly you can do the sport. And you know we have a lot of place to do stand up paddling. Like I think stand up paddling is such a wonderful sport because you just need the water, but you can surf in. You can do stand up paddling on a pond, lake, ocean, all the way to catching waves. You know, and even there are so many beautiful rivers in India. So there are so many places to do stand up paddling. <laughs> you just have to come to it. <laughs> Unexplored, and you know, looking at the footage of your beach and the conditions there. <laughs> I mean, it looks absolutely um, idyllic. Um, so, so one of the things that we kind of skirted over a little bit earlier on, but um, worth exploring. Certainly, I'd like to find out more about it. Is you, you mentioned your your TED experiences and also going out there and speaking in in schools and so on. So, how, how did you all? TED invite come about and how and how was it speaking on that stage yeah. <laughs> I would have been terrified yeah so as uh, during my whole childhood experience in school I had never went to a stage and spoken so confidently but uh, in my 11th standard I was invited to an engineering uh, college very close to my house called as uh, National Institute of Technology Karnataka, NITK. So I gave my first uh, talk over there. And it was uh, with uh, students who were like uh, studying engineering. And I was very nervous about it. So some of my students with whom I taught surfing, they kind of helped me to like script it down and, Mm. you know, teach me how to speak. And I was so nervous about it. But then like when I was on the stage and I gave a talk about how my experience is I could see everybody's eyes were like glitters they were so happy they were so emotional and they were like so inspired (laughs) and after the talk everybody's clapping so loudly and I'm like did he give such a good talk (laughs) and I was like I'm so bad at speaking and you know that was my first start of like giving my first talk and I was like uh, when the TED came I was like I was terrified because they have so many rules and regulations and mm. like how you have to speak, what are the things you cannot mention. But um, I gave my talk in, uh, of TED in RVC college and even the people out there, like I just came from my World Cup in Denmark, stayed there uh, at the campus for some time, prepared my speech and then gave my talk. And it was so amazing. Like everybody in my school group were like so happy that I gave a TED talk because it's a huge achievement for us because (laughs) it's not so easy to give TED talk here so like (laughs) when they approached me I was like whoa I'm giving a TED talk (laughs) your nerves definitely didn't come over you you (laughs) 
I was in there with you. So, I mean, it was a cracking performance. And in terms of educating girls and so on on the journey that and the experience that you've done, yeah, you engage more widely, don't you, in terms of schools and, and so on? Yeah, I did like uh, go to like uh, some schools, some colleges, like, and I think social media is like a very important tool to like uh, spread the awareness of the sport in the country. Mm. So I'm just doing my bit because uh, last uh, three months have been very bad for me because my dad's very serious. So like I had to take some break from competing in my nationals, mm. uh, teaching. So like my team has been handling, <laughs> right now we are just two people in the team. And so they have been handling a lot of things for me and I'm, I'm grateful for them. <laughs> yeah. I think obviously it, it's, it's tough and, and I really appreciate you you spending this time with me today and obviously all, all the best you know to your father and, and your family as well thank you um, so you're known internationally you've been recognized by the sport you've spoken on the ted stage you've been the first to represent India in competition and you're a seven-time <laughs> national champion and you're a role model to many women and girls across the world <laughs> so so what's next because you know you, you're still really young you know you've done so much already and there's still plenty of barriers still up and there's still a continuing job to help other connect with the sport so 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 what's next for for tamvi uh <laughs> i still don't know because with what after what happened to dad like i'm like so uh, so much in the house now because mm. like uh, i i'm the only kid you know for him so i do take care of a lot of things so i'm praying that i get to like train and go back into competing uh like just as how god is gonna let me do this and of course like you know it is my dream to like uh, create a bigger team to go compete for india and you know um, like it's been my dream since a kid to see more girls do this sport i think it's all about the opportunity so like through the school cuddle surf school i'm definitely gonna like uh create this safe environment and like a fun environment where people come to learn the sport everybody has fun and they also understand about like what an important role mother ocean uh, plays in our life because she's alive and you know it is our duty being ocean athletes to take care of her so that is one of the biggest motto of the school so like i look up to it every single day wake up in the morning even if i'm at my parents house not getting into the water i'm always like always thinking about like what can i do next for my community you know what best i can do to like help this sport grow in a beautiful way like how surfing swami did for india <laughs> so i'm just doing a little like that <laughs> no, no, i c- i couldn't think of any other speech to end end the interview on tamfi it you know thank you so much for joining me all the best to rowan and the, the team over at um Cadell yeah. surfs sup and yoga and we wish you all the best for the future and to your family and uh, we look forward to isa holding their world cup in mulki india it sounds like it will be the uh, ideal location and <laughs> um, tamfi where can we find out more about you online Yeah so Instagram is one of the best way you can like find me I'm Indian surf a girl and you know you get to see what I do every single day how we run the surf school and everything Tambi it's been an absolute pleasure take care and uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll meet on the water Yes <laughs>